Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Dr. Wendy Osefo from The Real Housewives of Potomac. You know, Wendy's always a great interview because she's had to learn to be so quick in an interview setting from her time as a political commentator on TV. So she just like is so quick on the tough questions and she, she knows how to answer things and um, it makes for great interviews. So we talked all things season six of Potomac. I mean, I think there's all, Wendy's really at the center of it this year. And I think she's I think she's having a great sophomore season. You know, it's, it's tough for a second season housewife. You can either have that sophomore slump or you can really kind of excel and what have you. And I think, you know, I think she's handling it really well. We talked a lot about her and Giselle and sort of the various issues that stem from that and you know, the one thing I didn't really realize that she kind of was her mentality around this was that she doesn't feel like she was really able to bring her full self last season for various reasons. And, and you'll hear what she says. But I think because of that, it makes what we're seeing this season and the edit she's getting this season that much more drastic. And that, that it kind of feels like a change. But I think that if, if you really hear what she has to say, I think more people will find you know grace to give her in, in that change of their feeling. But, you know, I just interviewed Giselle. So I had some of her kind of explanations and things to run by Wendy for reaction. So it, it, it's a great interview. And we also talked about various other things like the, the reversal of her friendship with, with Karen. You know, they weren't in great a place last season. Now they're great friends. Um, we talked about Escala. We talked about various other things. And I think all Potomac fans will love this one. So uh, keep listening for my interview with Wendy Osefo and tune in to The Real Housewives of Potomac. Sunday is at 8. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we are here with Dr. Wendy Osefa from the Real Housewives of Potomac. Zen Wen, how's it going? <laughs> so good. How are you? <laughs> good. It's always a, always a pleasure. We were just we were just talking. We saw each other for the premiere event, Tea Time in the Potomac. I feel like that was the start, probably for you, about just really feeling the love from the fans. It's your second go around. Yeah. Are you are you still feeling it? Because I I really hope you are. <laughs> I am. And it's funny you say that because I didn't think of that because when I joined in season five, it was the start of the pandemic. So I didn't get to- You haven't had any of this in-person stuff. I haven't had any of the in-person stuff. So I felt like a a rock star, but I wasn't the rock star. I was like the person watching the rock stars. I was like, yay! No, you you are you. I I remember that that day really well. Even though it feels like it was five months ago, it was like a month ago. Oh. But you had this vibe about you that really you mm. felt you felt like you were leaning into what this whole thing is about. And yeah. like I remember they 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 showed the premiere episode before it came out, and the fans were going wild over the nude interlude. Invitation, video invitation, <laughs> yes. and you you were on the side like doing the yes. little dance to it. And to me, it's just like. You understand the assignment, as they say online <laughs> these days. <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, they love it. I love it. Well, let me show you guys what it was like in person. So I gave them a little, you know, tea, no pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Wendy, ha- you know, we're, we're a little bit less than halfway through the season, I think, at this point. Yeah. But we're, we're definitely in the thick of it. And you are very much in the thick of it right now. How I mean, are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm good. You know, it's interesting because like we were talking about, you know, before we started, I have so many other competing demands. So it's like I sit in it for maybe a day or two Mm -hmm. and I just have to transition because I have three little ones. I am teaching this semester. I'm still doing commentary in the midst of a global pandemic. There's like so much other things I have to compete with as far as like my capacity in my mind. 
But, you know, I think that's a good thing because it doesn't allow me to like linger. It's like, and I will say this too about this season. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like this season moves forward, right? I felt like last season we were all stuck in the altercation. It was like a horrible dream. It was Groundhog's Day every day back to this altercation. You guys are going to quickly see like, yes, this is what's going on between myself and Giselle. But that moves forward to some other people and we keep on going. So that's the interesting thing about this season. And I and I think you're totally right. I think that last season, and probably rightfully so, it was like there was the lead up and then there was the come down from that whole moment. There was Correct. so much intrigue and anticipation for that moment. And, you know, there's something to be said about having some sort of central thing like that. But I think that people got too hung up on it, mm-hmm. made the reunion very dark as we've established, mm-hmm. like the reunion just went a little bit, too, a lot too far down. Yeah. Just, I think we all kind of left that season with some sort of a bad taste in our mouth. It was like, mm. gosh, like where do, how do we get here? And, yeah. you know, I, I love all you guys. And, but I think mm. I, I've talked to Candace, Ashley and Giselle this season, and it seems like everyone was on the same page about just like, okay, we have to reset a little bit. Correct. We have to keep it a little lighter. <laughs> like we have to, Correct. because at the end of the day, what I love about you guys is that it's so fun and funny and like that to yeah. me like I want to laugh with you guys and if I'm yes. not laughing it can be tough you know <laughs> yeah yeah no I agree I agree a thousand percent and we were able just to move forward I think for me it was like okay I'm gonna move forward but I'm going to move forward with you differently right like we're not necessarily where we were in the same space but it's not like a uh, get her away from me you know we're, we're all adults here you have your opinions I have mine let's move on for sure and for you I mean so you know it's obviously your second season I think historically a second season for a housewife can be tough to navigate because it's like okay you come in especially after having a good season like you did your first go around mm-hmm. it's like it, you can have the sophomore slump or you can be accused mm-hmm. of doing too much or trying to mm-hmm. like it's like it's like it, it's kind of like a, I think the stakes are a little bit elevated for a second season when it's your second go around and I think you're handling it really, really well. But I'm curious for you before I sort of get into the mindset, you know, the, the, that first season, there was a really long time after it was filmed and before it aired. You know, I feel like there, there was that, there was a, it, got, it got extended in the pandemic because yeah. of just the programming shift. So for you, there was sort of like that extra time yeah. in between the first and second season. Yeah. So for you in that period, was there any sort of shift for you either when it was airing or once, once you saw certain things from yourself on the show I'm just curious if anything shifted for you because, you know, a second season is a big deal. So first of all, I wish someone would have told me that. I didn't know that. Like, I feel like there's so many housewives connoisseurs who have this <laughs> housewives thing down to a science. You're one of them. Dave Quinn. You. you know, there's certain yeah. people who just get it. And I didn't know that. So I'm coming into my second season like, everything's great. These are my friends. Right. No, it's not <laughs> like that. And no one told me. And so I almost feel like, oh, Wendy, you're such a dutch. Why didn't you know this? A part of me feels like that. Because I really came in like if you saw me, I'm just like, I'm free as a bird. And then it's well, like I think that I think that's good though, Wendy. I think <laughs> that like if you if that was the forefront of your mind, maybe you would have subconsciously like it would have gotten to you or something. You know, I, yeah. I I think I, I have faith in you that it wouldn't have, but yeah. like your mindset no. would have been different if that was if that was a conscious thing that you kn- knew about. So I feel like no, right. I don't know, it probably is better that you hadn't gotten like the, the lowdown on on sort of what <laughs> what 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 is kind of expected yeah. out of the second season. 
No, but you're absolutely right. And because we had like the down period until, you know, the second season, if, if I could sum it up in one word, I came in here really like comfortable. I just felt comfortable. Like I filmed this before. I know what it's like to have cameras in your house. You know, again, mama bear, I know what it's like for your kids to have a camera in their face. You know, all of the right. big things that were important to me. Um, I know what it's like to be able to film and juggle the schedule. So that that was something that was at the forefront of my mind. And mm -hmm. I, I really didn't think of the dynamic shift that would occur. Mm -hmm. I was more so comfortable in the sense of who I was. I was just talking to someone about this, you know, because there's this whole conversation, you change, you change. And for me, it's like, you guys met me season five, a year and a, a month and a half after having a baby. My mm. daughter was fresh from the NICU and here's Bravo knocking on my door. And so I'm like throwing all my wigs, like baseball caps. I'm not even like really caring. And then like any job that you have during the first few months, you're a little bit unsure. You're not giving all of everything, you know, you're holding something Absolutely. back. And so that's what the women saw. They saw someone who is the, okay, this is a job. This is very professional. This is who you're going to get, right? Like, that's what you guys saw. And then you guys also saw those small pieces of me because we had the altercation and that took over the season. So now that you guys see me in season six, my hair is down. I'm more comfortable. I know how this works. I'm also feeling good because I got my mommy makeover, you know, there's there's a there's liberation in knowing you don't have to pump every two hours while you're filming. I mean, last year it's it a whole other be, factor. Yeah, it would be like every I'm carrying around my bag. I'm like, oh, can can one of the producers help me get ice so I can store my milk? You're you know, it's a different woman almost, mm -hmm. right? But I didn't know that that would be used as a a gotcha moment. Like right now you're different. You know, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's and, yeah. And, and so, so in some senses, you feel like the first, your first season, we didn't really get to, we didn't really get to know you all that well yeah. that, that we might've thought we had. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm multi-layered. I feel like a lot of people are multi-layered and, and Everyone, I, yeah. I have so many layers to me and, you know, next season I'll probably be a whole, you know, different layer because we go through changes in our lives. We film once a year. And so if you think of it, you're seeing us once each year. And mm -hmm. so there's a change that comes with that, right? Like you, you, you're just changing. And so I don't think you guys got to see everything I was season five. And I don't think you guys have gotten to see everything I am season six. Yeah. That's the and, trick. Yeah. And I think that, that, that's some of the beauty of these shows is I think, I mean, you even look at like Giselle, Ashley, Robin, and Karen, and they've been around for six seasons and we're still finding out new things about right. them. And so I think right. that, that's kind of, that's one of the things that I really love about Housewives is that every year there is something, a new layer we can peel back or a new mm. thing we can focus on because right. you can't show it all in one season. So I think you're, yeah. you're totally right. Obviously you sort of went in really comfortable and, and what have you, and I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Was there any like particular feedback or opinion that you found among fans or your castmates that did stick with you though, like before, before your second season? Yeah, so I think it was more so for me. Um, I saw myself on camera and I didn't like how I looked. But I think for me, that was because, again, I wasn't spending hours and hours in glam mm. because I had a newborn baby and that was my priority. 
so it was more so me coming on national TV and saying, oh my God, why does my hair look like that? Oh my God, why do my nails look like that? But it was me critiquing myself and not giving myself grace Mm -hmm. for just having had a baby. And you guys met me that way. So I just wanted to get back to who Wendy was outside of whether I was on TV or not. I think every mom, when she has a baby, there's that moment where you're like, okay, I think, you know, we've reached a point where the baby is okay. I, I, I did okay. It's almost like you're speaking life into yourself and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now let me be okay. Totally. And, and that's what I was going through. Like, okay, she's okay. You know, and it's fear too, when you have a baby in the NICU, because any day it could be something. Mm-hmm. And so I was on extra eggshells with Cameron because, you know, she caught a cold. It's like a different cold because she was born early. And so when we got out of the woods of that, which wasn't until like March, April, almost her first birthday, I started to say, okay, Wendy, you got this. You did well. You brought you her through the darkest lifted, time. Right. It was a weight lift. And now get back to you. And mm-hmm. that's what you guys are seeing. And just in perspective, Putting in perspective, we started filming season six, like the first week or second week of February. Hmm. I had my mommy makeover the middle of January. So you guys are literally watching me in this evolution, like in real time. Yeah. And like you're also still, time. you're sort of still basking in that like excitement I'm still about basking it too. in the, look at me, look at me. <laughs> totally. Mind you, my boobies are still swollen and I'm here like, look at me, look at me. I don't even know what bra size I am because I'm still swollen. But hey, nevertheless, <laughs> I'm going to try to put on this Versace top and make it work, kids. And I'm like, hey, look you at me. made it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I say that to say, I think that the viewers also have to understand where I was in that, in that journey. I was very early on. I was in the new car set smell of it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it, Wendy. But I, <laughs> and, and I feel like, and, and listen, you look amazing. And I feel like, I, I think it's so smart of you that you, that we kicked off the season with it. You know, we had the new mm-hmm. interlude. You were, you know, that was the big unveiling. I think it was so fun. And like new interlude <laughs> is very cash and name for a party, I must say. But, you know, we, we start off in this moment where you are being open and you are sort of celebrating this moment for yourself. Though I have to say that you probably didn't expect the women to be still be talking about it seven, no. eight, nine episodes in. No, no, I did not. Because, I mean, no tea, no shade. All of us have had cosmetic procedures, whether some admit it or not, they have. So for this to now become a, a topic of conversation, but now the impetus for them to correlate it to something else, mm. completely blindsided because we, this is, we, we, there's no one in our table, right? That hasn't right. had something done. And so now why is it because Wendy had it done, this now means this. I just didn't get it. I mean, I think, I think you're right. It's like, it's, there's this, again, I think we just talked about this, which is like, again, like your first season, what it's, what's its own thing. And now yeah. we're really, you're, you're opening up in the second season. And so I think to act as if we're supposed to have seen everything about you in this, in that first season and say that you're acting differently because we it's it's you know it's it's a tough it's a tough accusation because yeah. I don't think that it's kind of a lose-lose for you if you it's you know what I mean it's yeah. like what are you supposed to say to that yeah absolutely no no I agree and I think you guys see me throughout the season try to 
calmly answer the questions and calmly respond and say, no, this is the first thing I've done for myself. I haven't even thrown myself a birthday party because I'm so fixated on making sure my kids have birthdays and all their birthdays are around mine, right? And so it's like March, April, July. So I'm planning all these birthday parties. And what I don't know if the viewers understood when I said the nude interlude is the first event I have had for myself. Right. And so I'm here so excited, like I'm celebrating myself. And then it turns into, well, this must mean this. This must mean you're not happy. This and it's and and it's really, I mean, all jokes aside, it was really a buzzkill because that was the time I was the happiest. That was the time I was really enjoying myself. And to feel so deflated, to feel so judged in your happiest moment, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it does make you take pause and say, what, what, if anything, would I ever share with them again? Mm. And, and I think, you know, I, tying it into like, also like you venturing into candles and making your own candle brand. I think to me, the overarching issue with that, the other conversation we just talked about is that I think as, as human beings, our tendency is to try to put people in boxes. And that's just, I think that's always, it's honestly a natural thing. It, you, you have to fight mm-hmm. it. But I think that that is something that humans do naturally because we want to like categorize yeah. people and like, oh, Wendy, she's a professor. She mm-hmm. dresses a certain way. She mm-hmm. looks a certain way and what have mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as we said, there are more layers to people. We are all yeah. more than one. We, we can all check more than one box and we aren't, we don't need to be boxed in by that. Do you agree with that? Is that something that you feel like has been pushed onto you this season? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's the conversation that Giselle had clear as day, right? Last year, you were Wendy the professor and last year you had substance and it's like, wow, you're putting me into a box that I have to be this professor, this commentator 24 seven, that's a job. That's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not at my job, I shouldn't be expected to uphold the same standards. We're on a girl's trip. What's wrong with me letting my hair down on a girl's trip? And I think that if I could be very candid, there's a level of misogyny that comes with it too. Because women, we are often told what we have to look like in order to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Men are never, they never have that conversation. I sit on panels all the time. And one of the favorite questions people pose is, can women have it all? And I always turn to them and they say, well, can't men have it all? And so it's like the, these, these conversations that we're having, which I'm actually, you know, even though if falls on me I'm actually happy we're having it on such a large platform because so many professional women have reached out to me to say thank you for speaking up because Mm, this is a struggle that we all really have you know it's the fact that yes I can have a PhD yes I can you know dress a certain way but that doesn't in any way diminish my intellectual acumen and it doesn't it Mm. doesn't for you to say, now I've seen more of your boobs and that means I don't have substance. Girl, I'm still reading these people down on Fox News, <laughs> MSNBC, and CNN every day. On the daily, with my, right. <laughs> with, with my big old bitties, okay? Um, <laughs> granted, they're more covered up, but you know that your physical appearance has no bearing on your intellectual. And oh, 1, if nothing else, I'm glad that conversation was had this season. Mm-hmm. No, 1,000%. And I think... Um... 
you know, you're, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I think yeah. as a woman, when you're in the public eye, it's like, you know, you're supposed to look a certain way, but then if yeah. you make any changes to look that way, then it's, oh, why did you get that? It's, 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 again, it's sort of like, so I think you doing whatever you need to be, to do to, I think there's also no, a new level of confidence in you that I'm seeing this season that, I, that yeah. it's really empowering. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's so great to see. And I think that, you know, I, I again, it's, it's your decision to make. And I think that it's just, <laughs> I, I hope that this is maybe the last time we've talked about it, but um, it's not. Yeah. Well, that's what I kind of figured, <laughs> but something else that, that was brought up the season that's not fun to talk about is yeah. obviously the false blog report about Eddie. And, yes. and I think, I think anybody with eyes and, and whatever could tell that that was not real, but yeah. I'm curious if your biggest hang up about it is that it just wasn't brought up to you first before it was brought up. Is, is, is that, is, does that characterize it correctly? That that is your biggest issue with it? Bingo. My, my okay. biggest issue with it is it is we watch her repeat these false rumors at least five times. So she has the capacity to talk about it, but she never, Giselle, I'll say her name, Giselle never brings it to me. Why can't you just bring it? If you're so concerned, why can't you just bring it to me? Mm-hmm. And then we watch in the episode, one of the more recent episodes, her pull Robin to the side because she was concerned about Robin to have a conversation about Robin. You know how to pull people to the side, Giselle. You know what it means to take your friend who you're concerned about and have a one-on-one conversation. But when it comes to me, you don't. Mm. You instead decide, this will be better father for gossip. And in my head, I believe that she didn't want to bring it to me. She's just saying she cares, but she didn't want to bring it to me because she knew she brought it to me. I would squash it. I would say, mm-hmm. no, that's not true. There's no fact for that, you know, and then move along. But that wouldn't make for an interesting season now, would it? Mm. So it, it, it's really interesting because I struggle with the fact that Giselle makes good TV, but in the same token, she's saying, I'm concerned. If mm. you're just gonna make good TV, just make it. Let's do it. Let's have at it. Let's 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 do what we do. But don't try to mask it under you being concerned when the evidence is clear as day is on tape. You're not concerned. You said it five times, and then you if you don't believe it's true, what adult in adulthood repeats a lie five times? So I interviewed Giselle recently. And and one of the things mm-hmm. I would say her counterpoint to like, you know, it being fair game, I would say. Mm-hmm. And again, this is arguable, but this is, this is what her point yeah. was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was basically like, you know, pass on the show. I, most husbands or men have been talked about or tied to the blogs or what, or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's an argument to be made that it's like comes to the territory is fair game, whatever. What, yeah. what, what's your response to that counterpoint to, to some of it's, this? It's fair. It's fair game. Absolutely. But don't mask it under saying you're concerned. That's 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 okay. my issue. My issue is if you're gonna talk about it, just do it. Make good TV, have <laughs> at it. You know, you know what I mean? Like if we're gonna do yeah. it, let's do it. Like gossip, gossip, right. do what you do, but then don't sit there and then try to throw rocks and hide your hand and say, I got no, it. but but it's a lie. Or my favorite is it's a lie, but isn't that why she's dressing this way? Because of the you know, like. How are you able, you, you can't, you have to pick a position and stand on it. Mm, you can't My have it both position, ways. You right. can't have it both ways. So your position should be, 
everybody's husband has talked about, so I'm going to talk about yours. Go ahead, girl. Nobody be mad at you. But don't now try to make it so the viewers, you, you're trying to confuse, confuse the viewers and say, mm -hmm. no, I was doing that being concerned. I was doing it because she's dressing this way. You can't have it both ways. You can't. Right. I, I totally see what you're saying. And then obviously, you know, I think it's, it seems as though you and Eddie didn't even really like have it even affect you when, when it came out. And like, but it, it obviously you know, it airing is a different, mm -hmm. can be a different experience for anybody mm -hmm. watching it for That's any storyline. So for you, like how, how is that, how has it airing affected you got affected you? And like, what was his reaction to this whole thing? Because this is probably the first time that he's really seeing it and yeah. seeing what's actually, how it's actually being talked about. So this is his first time seeing it, but he was aware when it happened in season that Eddie and I knew about the rumors before we even started the season, mm -hmm. because it was a blog that went on their YouTube page and talked major crap about me, Robin, Giselle, Candace, and someone else. Like just ripped us to shreds. Everybody, <laughs> jeez. And so we were just like, okay, this, this, this is what comes with having a public platform. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad at it. Like I never want anyone to think when he's like, oh, why are you mad about the blogs? The rumors were out there. I'm not mad about them damn rumors. You, you can talk about me all you want to because you have you have to pay your bills, do what you do, blog. I'm okay with it. It's part of it, it yeah. Was, it was more so the fact that Giselle didn't speak to me. But as Got far it. as Eddie and I are concerned, we were okay when we heard it. We're like, man, that's a shame. That really sucks. Like, why did they decide to do that? But it didn't impact our marriage. It's funny because the episode that everything went aired right before our 10-year wedding anniversary or right after our 10-year wedding anniversary. And we keep on joking, like, we're going to remember this anniversary forever. <laughs> you um, sure <laughs> <are>. <laughs> It's really monumental. Um, so it, it hasn't impacted us in on a daily basis. We are, one thing about Eddie and I is we're really good friends. And he, that's part of the reason why I was comfortable doing this show because we know each other. Mm -hmm. I, I know when Eddie lies about burning chicken in the oven. Okay. He knows when I, he knows when I lie about using his credit card. Like we, we've been together so long, nothing can get past totally. each other. So we're just watching it and we're just like, Eddie's like, why me though? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like <laughs> there's this meme of Nini. That's like, now why you got to drag me into it? Yeah! And it's like, that's literally, <laughs> He's, you know, what's so funny. He said that to me when I said um, the Idris Alba comment, he was like, you were fine. You, you were making good points, but like, why you gotta drag me into it? Why, why did you make the comment that looked like- That's a hard Idris? standard when you didn't live up to. <laughs> Potential future bond, it's like- <laughs> I, was, I was laughing so hard, but yes, yes. So, but we're, we're okay, we're good, we're good. Good, no, I mean, and I think it just, I think it's important not to forget that like, it was about him, you know, too. And I think that that, that gets a little bit lost in the conversation yes. and so- He's, a little, he's, he's innocent in all this. And so it's like, I just want to make sure that he is like, he, he, he can, it sounds like he can laugh in it, which is nice. He can, he can laugh in it. He's, he's good with it. And, you know, there was um, some, someone said, or there was a question, someone said like, you know, she, she got really upset. And I got really upset because it was like, I was in a sense defending my best friend, you know, and you guys in season five sort of, saw and heard the history of how Eddie and I got together mm -hmm. and how he lost his family by marrying me. And so there is a weight 
that goes on your shoulder as a wife when your husband does that for you. He has fought the world for me. So why wouldn't I do the same for him? It's almost Mm -hmm. like I'm defending my best friend, my husband, but I also know that if this did bother him, he can't call his mom and cry to her. So it's like, I'm carrying that for him. And so that's what you guys saw. You guys saw mama bear come out and defend with everything I have for my husband. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it that way. I think that's, that's again, like more important context that again, that I, it gets, it just gets lost. And I think that that's important for you to bring that up. You know, I feel like with you and Giselle, there doesn't seem to be any resolution, resolution in sight. (laughs) What's the path forward for you guys? What does that, what does that look like? For me, I think I even said this to her while we were filming. I have moved forward. I'm at peace. I I am very good at realizing when someone wants to bring you down purposefully. Hmm. And I saw that. And I won't let that happen. And we didn't let that happen. So I have moved forward, but I'm moving forward with her differently. You know, you saw in the conversation with myself and Karen where I got emotional. I said, I looked at her as a big sister. Well, now I know that that's not what she is because a big Mm. sister wouldn't do that to you. A big sister would do what she did to Robin, which is pull her aside and say, hey, you're okay. This is what I heard. So I, I, I am okay, but I'm also very cognizant and intentional on protecting my peace. And she is not part of that equation. Mm. You have, you have your guards up with, with, with certain people and you learn. So, um, but but I I think on the flip side, you talked about Karen and, you know, to me, it's been really fun to watch you guys flip the script on your relationship. Mm. And again, I'm a fan of all of you guys, but it's, 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 it's resulted in some really fun moments between you guys. And the (laughs) emotional moment was really cute. And I'm, I'm glad that you had that sort of, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a breakthrough, but it was, it's, it's an important moment to have something like that with somebody that, you know, you didn't particularly get along with last year. What yeah. was the what was the impetus for for the change there? It's so funny because Karen and I, even though we were we had our differences last year, nothing she ever did or said was ever, Ugh. you know, there, there right. was never that moment between us. And so one of the first scenes we filmed for season six was Karen and I at dinner. They aired flashbacks of it, but not the whole thing. And that was a really interesting not dinner lunch. It was a really interesting lunch because we came to it as grown women and we put everything on the table. I mean, there was conversations where I was like, well, no, you said this. And she's like, well, no, you did this. And we, we talked it through. And then when we were all said and done, like, you know, saying what was on our chest, we said, well, what do we do from here? Hmm. And we decided we're going to move forward with each other with a clean slate. And we are going to work on our relationship and we're going to build it. And that's what you guys are seeing. And so it's kind of ironic that Giselle, in a sense, comes after me this year and the person who is there is Karen. And that has added to us building our relationship because I can literally say in one of my hardest moments on this show, the person who literally wiped my tears was Karen Huger. Mm. And that is not lost on me. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think if, if if somebody had told you that probably 10 months Hell ago, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which I think again, is sort of the beauty. And whenever we get a new season, there's always new fractures and new, and new bridges that are built. And so I think, uh, 
it's, I think fans have really been liking the fact that you guys could, could, could do that. And like, you know, even in Williamsburg, when you're ha- when you come, when you guys come up from the cottage and it's, you're having breakfast and it's like, you're both sort of just like looking over with the side eye <laughs> together. And it's like, you, it just seems like you're on the same page about a lot of things, which mm-hmm. I appreciate, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning very quickly what's going on here. Got it. <laughs> so we, can we talk for a second about Ascala? You know, I feel yes. like you, you, her and Karen were in the cottage together and it feels like okay. you guys were, were vibing and, but also seems, seems like she's close with Cam- She's gotten close with Candace, even though she yes. was like brought in as Robin's friend. I'm not really sure if like <laughs> that, I don't see that friendship as much now. And then Nicki Minaj had some stuff to say about her on her story the other day. Oh God. Um, you know. What did she say? I, uh, what, she, Wait, she, did, I think she I said, it was like, it was like through seven episodes, all we've seen is like this one face from her. And it was like an emoji that like oh, a reaction no. face. And like, okay. I felt, I felt bad, but also Nikki says what she thinks and you know, you got to right. appreciate it. Right, right, right. You know, where does, is, are we going to see a little bit more from her going forward? Where does she sort of stand <laughs> in the root? Cause I feel like, I feel like everyone gets along with her, but I'm not really sure exactly like where she stands. Oh, um, <laughs> so I love her. Yeah. I personally love her because I love her because she has one of the most genuine and purest hearts I've ever seen. Mm. I think there was a reason why the first time she was in a group setting, you guys saw her pray. That's the type of person she is. She's really like just a good person. But I also know it's hard being a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still don't even know like what that's supposed to look like in a sense. Yeah, for sure. But for her... What I will say about her, she she is able to ask some of the tough questions that people may not want to ask, or rather people are just so t- fed up with the BS. They're like, I'm not even going to say this. When yeah. she said to Giselle in that moment, how about your relationship? I was like, and the award goes too. <laughs> um, it, was, it was great. But I think that you guys are really going to see her shine through in the next two or three episodes. Cool. You know, you okay. will see her speak her mind and be more vocal. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The friend of role can be as yeah. big or as small. Like if, if there's a wide range in sort of what, it, what, what, what purpose it serves. And so yeah. um, it can be tough, especially when, you know, you guys have a bigger cast. It's, you're, you're seven people. So I agree. Um, at that eighth, it can be tough. But I think, you know, she, she, to me, she brings like great fun energy. And so I'm excited to yes. see her maybe get more into the actual dynamic. Speaking of Nicki Minaj, I mean, it's, I can't even like compre- I can't even like wrap. I'm, I can't. I can't wrap my ha- my head around it. You definitely cannot. Like I as can't. being somebody in it. I, I mean, what went through your mind when? I mean, you obviously did the moment, the Potomac for Life yes. promo. Yes. But I had no idea that she was such an avid watcher. I had no idea that she was such a big fan. What what went, what went through your mind when she kind of outed herself as potential reunion host, super fan, <laughs> has the opinions? <laughs> I am obsessed. Like a. I gagged. I was like, I I turned into an emoji. I was just like, it was a moment for me. It's still a moment for me. Like, it made my hellish sophomore season okay. <laughs> like, okay, we got Nikki. Okay, it's fine. Hey, let's talk about these rumors. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was beyond me, and I'm just so happy that she watches and she she comments. I mean. I think after we did the poll thing on the uh, Van Gogh, she tweeted, she was like, all right, what did you guys think? I was like, 
Oh my God, why is she watching that? I didn't even work the poll. I flung right? myself off the poll. This is not, don't watch this episode. So I'm so obsessed with her. And if she comes to that reunion, when I tell you, okay, listen, I will not know how to act. Well, I will fangirl. I am a barb. I will start rapping lyrics that I don't even know. Like I am going to lose my mind. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I, I hope to me, it's like, she wants to do it. It's a layup. Even if she, even if she's not the host, give us something with her. Give us it's segment. like, yeah, you Let know, ask like, me a, just ask me one question. Like I will take it. I don't care. It could be the hardest question. I will take one for the team. Like just anything please. from Nikki. Right. Anything and you also, you guys also have Rihanna in your corner. It's like, to oh me, gosh. this is just proof in the pudding that Potomac is the pillar that it needed to be Aww. in Bravo. Like, no, it's, I'm not even, I mean, like I've been an advocate of this show for so long, but <laughs> it, it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's just fun. And it, it adds, it'll add a whole other dimension to, to this experience. I feel Aww. like, Thank you know, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, wrapping up, there's obviously a lot more to go. I feel like we're just, we're just sort of like revving up here. <laughs> what, what can you tease? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that some of this stuff continues, but are there going to be more sort of twists and turns as, as we go on? I was going to say, guys, don't get caught up on this whole Giselle and Wendy thing. Like, we are just the appetizer. Like, there's other things coming, and that's what makes this season so woe, but also good to me. Like, we are able to move past things, and then I think even people's personal stories are amazing. This is just a really good season, and you know, we still have another cast trip coming up. Right. We have drama from the husbands coming up. Any Let husbands in particular? You, listen, <laughs> the husbands are ready to play this season. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. They have it it's in them. So you know? good. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I think the second half, I felt like the first half, I, you know, I was, I got into it. But the second half, I'm going to be with you guys. I have my popcorn and my vino ready. And I'm like, girl, good. what did he say? <laughs> and also I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the timeline and, and Giselle said that something with Karen's vaccine also comes into it. So I feel like we're, we're, we're also going to get to a point probably where it's like a little bit more open for you guys. It's not as restrictive, right? Correct. Correct. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> it's good. It's, it is by far my, it's, it is my favorite season. Uh, and I say that someone who is like, has like the dart on them, even with there. that. This season <laughs> well, Wendy, this was so fun. Um, obviously everyone tuned into the Real Houses of Potomac Sundays at, at eight. What else do you, when, when can we expect the candles? What else do you want to plug before, before we sign off? The candles will be coming out. I don't want to sound like Sheree, but the candles will be coming out <laughs> in the fall of this year. And I'm super excited for the candles to drop in the fall. And then my book, Tears of My Mother, comes out May 2022. So I'm just so excited for you guys to see everything I've been working on. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to pre-order that book when we sign up. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Wendy. This was always, it's always so fun with you. And uh, oh, I can't wait for the rest you. of the season. Absolutely. Thank you, Gibson. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. 
We'll talk to you next time.